Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. I'm not your host, Adam Graham. I'm Blaine Dowler, and I'm one of the podcasters Adam invited in to guest host for a few weeks so he could keep up with an unusually heavy workload. I'll say a bit more about myself after the episode, but first we have a double header with the first two parts of the phony restaurant racket. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. as Superman rockets his way to Perry White's prison. The gray-haired editor bravely defies his miserable captors, despite the imminent death sentence hanging over him. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, I'm sure you've had lots of prizes, but I'll bet none of them ever gave you more fun than these nifty comic buttons in that new series that you're all collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pet. First off, it's exciting to see which button is inside every time Mom opens a package of pets. There were 18 new and different buttons in this new series, you know. Old funny paper favorites like Flash Gordon and uh, and Brenda Starr and Cindy and, and Spud from Winnie Winkle and the Little Moose and Goo- uh, Goofy and Beezy from Harold Teen and uh, Judy and Corky from Gasoline Alley and Superman, of course. And say, if you happen to get a duplicate, why, then it's even more fun to trade with your pals. And you still get a new button for your collection to wear with your others on your jacket or your dress or cap. So get busy, gang. Collect all 18 different buttons in this new series. You just ask Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pet. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. Now, you can't buy these prizes anywhere, but you just look inside every package of Pep you open, and there's your new comic button. And Pep's a prize package for good eating at breakfast, too. Remember that? Crisp and tender and fresh as can be. And loaded with that catchy sunshine flavor. That's the Sunshine Cereal Gang. Ask Mom for P-E-P. Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. In an attempt to intimidate the Daily Planet, which was exposing a huge housing racket in which war veterans were being fleeced of their savings, the racketeers abducted editor Perry White. And when another story about them appeared in the newspaper, Brock Nielsen, the leader of the gang ordered that White be executed. Meanwhile, Superman had succeeded in locating Nielsen and, taking him high into the sky, forced him to reveal White's whereabouts. As we continue now, Superman is speaking to the warehouse in Metropolis where Perry White, his arms and legs bound, faces Nielsen's henchmen, Joe and Eddie, who are engaged in a hot argument. Finally, Joe points his revolver at Eddie. Listen. Because Nielsen said we'd get rid of this guy White, see? And that's just what we're going to do, see? Even if I have to let you have it. Uh, but, 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 Joe... Are no, you no, going to get out of the way uh, or do I drill you face? Oh, but, Joe... Go on and move. Brownie's waiting in a car and I don't want him telling Nielsen we bought the no, job. Now, listen to me, Joe, or whatever your name you is. No, shut up, Grandpa. Wait, how dare you... Well, Eddie, what's it going to be? I'm giving you just two seconds to step out of the way. 
One. Oh, okay, Joe. Uh, you, you win. Now you're getting smart. Come on out and wait in the car with Brownie. Sing him some Christmas carols. I'll handle this alone. All right, Joe. Uh, you look here, you. This thing's gone far enough. Get back, Grandpa. You just say your prayers and make it fast. I'm warning you for the last time. You'll go to the chair for this. Thanks for the tip. I'll take that What's gun. What's that? Superman. Oh, boy. Give me that gun, I said. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It's my fist. Look out, Superman. What a waste of ammunition. Hey, what happened? Didn't you know I shed bullets? Now, give me that gun. Ah, uh, you'll never get me to turn over my gun. Grab oh, Superman. I got him. Oh, yeah. You want to fight, eh? Yeah. Well, how's this for a right cross? Yeah. Oh. Uh, nice going, Superman. Thanks, Mr. White. Are you okay? Oh, sure. Sure, thanks to you. But there are two other thugs, one called Eddie and another one named Brownie, in the car in the alley. I see them. And the ringleader of the gang is named Brock Nielsen. Don't let him get away. Don't worry. I've already parked Nielsen where he'll be safe. I'll pick up Eddie and Brownie, and in a few seconds, I'll be back for you. Away! What happened then, Mr. White? Well, Superman grabbed Eddie and Brownie just as they were getting away. Then he picked up Brock Nielsen, whom we'd parked on the Metropolis Banks Fire. On the Banks Fire? Yes. And then, Jim, he and I delivered all four racketeers to Inspector Henderson. Well, wow. oh, boy, what a Christmas package that was. And how. Especially after Nielsen revealed the names of his other accomplices. And now they're all in jail. And for further details, gentlemen, read the late edition of the Daily Planet today. Yeah, I did. But and I... that goes for you, too, Kent. Yes, I know. Uh, I wrote the story, you know. And if I do say so, it's a humdinger. Oh, I'm sure it is, Chief. Hey, I don't like the way you said that. Sorry. Gosh, Mr. White, I'll bet you were relieved when Superman slammed into that warehouse. Well, it certainly made things a lot easier, Jeff. Oh, brother, easier, he says. Of course, I uh, I had a trick or two up my sleeve, but I'll admit it would have been touch and go without Superman. Yeah, I'll bet it would. Now, between us, though, we uh, didn't have any trouble taking care of those hoodlums. Between you, eh? That's what I said, Kent. Any objections? Oh, no, no. I uh, I, I saw what happened, and I was... You saw it? Well, what huh? do you mean, Mr. Kent? How could you Oh, see... uh, why... Why, uh, you I weren't mean... anywhere near the warehouse. So, what do you mean, you saw it? Uh, uh, well, uh, you, 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 uh, you, uh, you, you described the scene so well, Chief, that I, I just feel as if I were there. Hmm. Yeah, me too. Uh, listen, Mr. White, did the police get all the money back that Nielsen's gang gypped from the war veterans? Well, not all of it. Oh, that's too bad. But the important thing is, one of the biggest and dirtiest rackets in the history of Metropolis has broken up. With all the publicity we gave it, Maybe people have learned to be more careful in the future before they give their hard-earned money to strangers. Well, I certainly hope so. Look, are we going ahead with our racket-busting campaign, Chief? We certainly are. Until every last racketeer in Metropolis is behind bars. Now, our slogan is, stop, look, and investigate thoroughly before you do business with strangers. You get that, Olson? Get what? Get what? Haven't you been listening to me? Huh? Oh, sure, sure. Just that I'm so hungry. Hungry? Uh-huh. I'm so worried about you. I haven't eaten a thing all day. Oh, say, come to think of it, I'm pretty hungry myself. Uh, how about you, Kent? I could do with a bit of food. Okay. Uh, well, what do you want to eat? Gee whiz, I don't know. Poco had such a wonderful Christmas dinner ready for us. He did? Uh-huh. Roast turkey and dressing, candied sweet potatoes, cranberries, mince pie. Oh, stop it, stop it, stop it. Uh, <laughs> I'm hungry enough as it is. Well, you just call up Poco and tell him we'll be right home. Okay. Ah, too bad Lois isn't back from the coast yet, isn't it, Chief? Yes, yes, it is. Well, we'll have to celebrate without her. Now, let's forget all about racketeers for the rest of the day and have a late but a very merry Christmas. A short time later, as our friends are sitting down to a late but nonetheless merry Christmas dinner, two men we have met before walk warily through the twilight on an almost deserted metropolis street. 
A light snow was falling. And the taller man, who was very thin, had the cheap fur collar of his tightly fitted coat turned up about his ears. His companion, a heavy-shouldered, flat-nosed man, slouches along at his side, wearily singing a familiar song. Froggy. She took a ride on a merry-go-round. Now, Stop it, Froggy. Didn't that stupid song get us into enough trouble? Yeah, it sure did, Professor. Man, why do you keep singing it? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's kind of cute, I guess. Besides, the guy's got to do something to cheer himself up when he's scared like I am. Scared? What you scared about? Are you kidding? How many times must I tell you, Froggy, that the police on the planet have forgotten all about that uh, uh, phony song racket we ran? I don't believe it. And anyhow, I'm sure those guys on the Daily Planet still remember. Nonsense. They're too busy with this uh, big housing racket they're working on. I tell you, we're safer here than any place else in the country. Says you. Anyhow, I've got a special reason for coming back to Metropolis. Yeah? What's that, Professor? I'll tell you while we eat dinner. Not dinner. I ain't even got a half a buck in my pocket. Don't you worry about that. Ah, here's the place. What? You mean we're going to eat in this crummy little diner? Don't belittle this eatery, Froggy. It may turn out to be a gold mine for us. What, this dump a gold mine? What are you giving me? My friend, you're going to hear some very good news in this diner. Very good news indeed. Come inside, Froggy. Followed by his grumbling henchman, Professor Blessing, the racketeer who swindled Poco, edit a white little cook, and almost caused the deaths of Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin, enters the diner. What is he up to now? We'll be back in a moment with the climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, gang, it's a doggone shame to let your friends get ahead of you. You know, and collect more of those comic buttons in that new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pet than you have. Because these new buttons are so easy to get. You don't have to spend any of your allowance. You don't even have to send in a box stop. What's more, you wouldn't want to miss out on the fun of trading duplicates and showing off your collection on your jacket or your dress or cap so everybody can see how many pep comic buttons you've collected. So keep right on working on your collection. There were 18 new and different buttons in all. Every single one an old funny paper favorite like the Little Moose or, or Vitamin Flitheart, Flash Gordon, and Superman, of course. Every single one a colorful, true-to-life picture. But remember, you can't buy these pep comic buttons anywhere. You get them the easy way, one in every package of Kellogg's Pep you open. And uh, you get something else, too, a super delicious breakfast cereal that tastes just as good as it is good for you. Yes, sir, Pep helps you start your day right with energy vitamin B1 and good old sunshine vitamin D. And uh, Pep gives your appetite a lift, too, with that catchy sunshine flavor and loads of crisp golden toasted goodness. So remind Mom to get you some P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. In a shabby little metropolis diner, Professor Blessing and Froggy, the two ex-song publishing racketeers, sit at one end of the counter, hungrily consuming hamburgers and coffee. At the other end of the counter, two seedy-looking individuals are being served by a fat, red-faced man in a soiled apron. As from a battered little radio on a wooden shelf, music blares forth, unheated. What a Christmas dinner ends. After leaving this town with over 20 grand in our pockets. Well, uh, the horses were not very kind to us, Froggy. Yeah, you can trade that again. But look, Professor, you said we came back to Metropolis and to this smelly hash joint for a special reason. Yes, that's right. And we came back here to recoup our fortunes. Give me that again in five-cent words. I said, Froggy, we came back to collect another wad of the uh, green stuff. Oh, yeah? How? 
We're the foolproof racket, one that can't miss. What kind of racket? I'll tell you about it as soon as uh, those customers leave and Max joins us. Who's Max? The man behind the counter. Oh, oh, he a pal of yours? Well, uh, not exactly. An acquaintance of long standing, let us say. Uh, between us, we're going to clean up a fortune, Froggy, and uh, in short order. Well, I ain't disputing, you understand, but I still feel better in some other town, Professor. Relax, relax. How can I relax when I keep thinking what happens if that Olsen kid or the other one, Beanie Martin, runs into us? We'll be in a suit. Uh, don't worry about them. They'll never see us. How do you know? They're on a daily planet, and if uh, they'll... Be quiet, Froggy, be quiet. What's the matter? Nothing. Just that the, uh, the other customers have gone, and... Here comes Max to talk to us. Now you're going to hear all about a real money-making scheme, Froggy. So be quiet and just listen. Let me do all the talking. Smiling, Professor Blessing pushes back his plate and settles his ribbon eyeglasses on his sharp nose as the fat man in the soiled apron approaches them. What new swindle is the cunning Professor hatching? And how will it involve Superman and his friends? All we can tell you now is that the return of Professor Blessing and Froggy spells plenty of trouble for Superman and our unsuspecting friends. Serious trouble. And it starts on Monday. So don't fail to be with us then. Be sure to tune in Monday. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is the copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, who's in the know about kids in other countries, how they look and how they dress? Well, Kellogg has the answer with the cutouts on packages of Kellogg's Crumbles. Boy, will the kids in your family have a load of fun with those dolls of all nations, cutting them out and changing their costumes and, and collecting all six countries in the series, like uh, Switzerland and, and Russia and Sweden. Two cutout dolls on every package in full color. That's dolls of all nations on packages of Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us on Monday for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg Pep. P P P Pep. Kellogg Pep, the Sunshine Serial, presents The Adventures of Superman. Clark Kent resumes his daily chores at the planet. Professor Blessing and his henchman Froggy cook up another plot to defraud honest citizens of Metropolis. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, uh, when you like somebody pretty well, you kind of like to have this picture around. And uh, that's one reason why those comic buttons in the new series from Packages of Kellogg's Pep are making such a hit with you fellows and girls. Because those comic strip characters are old friends. Sure, you've followed their adventures in the funny papers for a long, long time. So collecting these pet comic buttons is bound to be mighty exciting. And are these pictures true to life? 
Chief Brandon looks a dignified and official, and a Goofy has that silly grin on his face, and Superman looks as if he's all ready to take off to the skies. Yes, sir, these 18 new and different pep comic buttons are really slick. You'll be proud to wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. So uh, don't let your pals get ahead of you. You get busy on your collection. Ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep. That's right. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. You just look for one inside every package of Pep you open. And uh, look for some downright good eating at breakfast, too. Because that's what Pep's famous for. Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. It's loaded with a golden toasted sunshine flavor that really tickles your taste like anything. That's P-E-P, gang. The Sunshine Cereal. Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. While Superman was rescuing Terry White and breaking up the ring engaged in a huge housing racket, the self-styled Professor Blessing and Froggy, two other racketeers who had previously swindled thousands of amateur songwriters and who had almost caused the deaths of cub reporter Jimmy Olsen and copy boy Beanie Martin, slipped back into Metropolis unannounced. Without funds now, but still flashily dressed, the skeleton-thin, bald-headed professor led his burly henchman to a shabby little diner, saying, I've got an idea that'll soon have us rolling in money again, Frogger. And if Jim Olsen or anybody else gets in our way this time, they'll regret it. As we continue now in the diner, the proprietor, that red-faced man in a soiled apron, joins Professor Blessing and Froggy at the end of the stained chip counter. Listen. Hello, Max. Oh, hi, Professor. Long time no see. Well, uh, I, uh, I've been away on, uh, business, Max. Not, uh, <laughs> doing a little stretch, eh? Certainly not, Max, certainly not. You know I rarely have any difficulties with the police. Yeah, you're clever, all right, Professor. Hey, uh, talking about cops. How about locking the door to this joint and pulling down the shade? I'm nervous. An excellent idea, Froggy. Uh, Max, I, uh, I have a proposition to make you. So if you don't mind closing up now and losing a little business... What business? I don't make enough in this diner to keep the mice alive. Come on, then. Lock the door and pull the shade down. Okay. By the way, Max, would you mind turning off the radio? Okay. Ah, thank you. So, uh, business isn't so good, eh? It stinks. Go to ten hamburgers. Quiet, Froggy, quiet. Oh, no, 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 Max. I don't want to borrow money from you. I want to help you make money. And incidentally, make a little for myself. And can we use it? Uh, let me get this straight. You want to help me make some money? Yes, yes, and I'm thinking of making you my partner, Max. Huh? Me? Your partner? Uh, yes. Or perhaps I should say I've decided to, decided to become your partner. Oh, that's different. Now, look, Professor, I ain't got enough dough to pay the rent. So if you... All right, it... all right, Max. But you have something worth a great deal of money. Yeah? That's news to me. What? This diner. Are you kidding? Not at all, Max. I should say this diner was worth, well, uh, conservatively, $2,000. What? $2,000? Hey, no, look. Perhaps even a little bit more, Max. Oh, on. You're off your feet, Professor. Who give me two grand for a run-down joint like this? That's what I want to know. Plenty of... Uh, people, Max. Plenty of them. Yeah, well, look. I offered it to a couple of guys for 250 bucks. You know what? They left it. Of course. It's because you didn't go about it the right way. The only way I could sell this joint for even a hundred bucks would be to hit some guy on the head, take a hundred bucks out of his pocket, and stick a bill of sale in his head. And then run. Yeah, run like anything. I repeat, Max. 
This little diner is worth at least $2,000. And I repeat, you're nuts. I hate to go along with Max, but that's... You stay bad. out of this, Froggy. Okay, okay. Look, Max, you said you'd sell out for $250, right? Right, and I'll throw in the radio, which is the only thing in this joint that ain't broken. Will you give me all I can get over $500? Will I? And how? Very well. Now, uh, may I write on the back of this menu? Sure, sure. <laughs> Nobody comes in to read it except the flies. Excellent. Now, let me see. Ah, uh, yes. What's your writing, Professor? Quiet, Froggy, quiet. This diner is called the uh, Honeybee? Yeah. I ought to change it to the Dead Bee. Well, who's that? I don't know. Maybe. I've got to wait. I've got to wait. I've got to see this come in. We didn't pass any cops. Probably a customer. Sure, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's going away. Boy, that a relief. Ah, be quiet now. I want to finish writing this ad. What ad? An ad for the newspapers announcing that your diner is uh, for sale. Great sacrifice because of ill health. Honeybee diner. I'm telling you, you're wasting your time, Professor. Nobody would buy this place. They take one look at it, they don't see no customers, they go home. Don't worry, Max, don't worry. They'll see plenty of customers. How will they when nobody comes in here? Now, just leave those little details to me. There we are. Now, I want you to take this ad down and place it in the Daily Planet. Hey, that's where those kids work, Jim Olsen and Beanie Martin. You know, if they ever see us again and yell copper, we'll go to the can for 20 years. Look, Froggy, this is a big city. There's no reason for them to see us. But they might. They work at the planet in the first Nevertheless, the chances are in our favor. But if they should see us, well, we'll see that they don't get the chance to call the police. Now, Max, rush this ad down to the planet. I want it to appear in tomorrow's paper. Beginning right now... We're getting back into the money. And plenty of it. A few days later, as Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen return to the Daily Planet, the phone rings in Kent's office. Hello? Mr. Kent? Yes, who's this? This is Dave Powers. Dave Powers? Yeah. You're the fellow who's running the racket-busting department on the Daily Planet, aren't you? Why, yes. What can well, I do for you? what kind of a racket are you running? Me? What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I answered an ad in your paper advertising a diner for sale. Yes? Well, I bought the diner for $2,000 in cash, and I got gypped. You did, eh? Yeah. I got taken by racketeers on account of believing an ad in your paper. Well, now, look, and we can... And you're the guys who keep saying you want to break up the rackets. Well, we do, Mr. Powers. And if you think you've been victimized, I we'll do all... I don't think it, brother. I know. Okay, we'll do all we can to help you. Where are you located? In this white elephant of a diner I bought. 212 West Harrison Street. It's called the Honeybee. The Honeybee? I'll be right down. You can give me all the details. I'll give them to you, all right. And to the police, too. Come on over. I'll be there in a few minutes. So long. Jim? Get your hat and coat. We're going places. Hurrying from the Daily Planet, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen set out for the Honeybee Diner. Which, as we know, was where we last saw Professor Blessing and Froggy. We'll return in a moment for the surprising climax of today's episode. So stand by. You know, gang, it would be kind of fun to, to take a census and see whether the fellas or the girls have collected the most different comic buttons from that exciting new series that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pet. From what I've seen, both fellas and girls are mighty busy with their collections. And no wonder, it's a heap of fun to get a brand new button whenever Mom opens a new package of pet. Maybe it'll be a favorite comic strip character that you don't have yet, like, uh, oh, maybe Brenda Starr or, or Flash Gordon or maybe Superman himself. 
And if it is a duplicate, well, that's even more fun because then you can swap with one of your pals. And you know the best part is, these pep comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But every time Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep, there's your slick-looking comic button inside. And uh, Pep gives you something else, too. A super delicious dish for breakfast. Yes, sir, Pep is called the Sunshine Cereal. It's loaded with catchy sunshine flavor, golden, toasted, and good. And uh, Pep is on the beam with sunshine vitamin D, too. That good old vitamin that helps build strong bones and teeth. And energy vitamin B1. Yes, sir, Kellogg's Pep is sure a prize package. That's P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. As we rejoin them, Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen have arrived at the Honey Bee Diner and have seated themselves at one end of the chipped and stained counter. At the other end, two husky men, their backs half-turned to our friends, sit quietly, occasionally sipping at their coffee. Behind the counter, a red-headed young man in a neat white apron fidgets nervously at the coffee urn. $2,000 for this joint, Mr. Kent. What he said, Jim. Wow. Was he stung? It looks like it. Said he bought it after seeing an ad in the planet, too. Uh-oh. That's not so good for us. Right. I want to know more about it. That must be Dave Powers, the man who called me up behind the counter. Why doesn't he come over here? I don't know. I'll call him. Say, up, uh, a waiter. I'll be with you in a minute. Uh-oh. Here go the prophets. Powers seems very nervous. Sure does. Jumped a foot when he dropped that cup. Look how he keeps biting his lip. Quiet, Jim. Here he comes. Yeah? What'll it be? You Dave Powers? That's right. I'm Clark Kent from the Daily Planet. You called oh. it. Oh, yes, sir. Oh. I, uh, I changed my mind, Mr. Kent. You what? Sorry, I... I'm sorry I bothered you. Huh? Hey, what is this? What do you mean, Mr. Powers? You said you that you... heard me. I changed my mind. But look, we I'm came to... I'm sorry I bothered you. I, I made a mistake. I, I'm busy now. So long. Oh, I don't get it. You called us up and said you... Quiet, gonna... Jim. Quiet. I'm Stan, Mr. Powers. You don't want to talk while those customers are here. I'll tell you what, you bring us some sandwiches, anything at all. We'll wait till they leave. I don't want you to wait. You don't? No, I I don't want to see you, and I can't serve you any food either. I'm, I'm all out of everything. So beat it, will you? Please. Oh, hold up. Now listen, Mr. Powers. Will you fellas stop taking up my time? I said I'm all out of food, and I'm too busy to gab. So long. Now wait never a minute. Never mind, Jim, never mind. Come on. Where? Out. But I... Come on, I said. Okay. But I don't get it, Mr. Kent. Neither do I. Why did you... Jim, there's something strange going on in this diner. Why do you say that? Because Dave Powers is scared, terrified, absolutely petrified with fear. Why? Of what? I don't know. It's something I don't understand. And that I don't like. Puzzled and disturbed, Clark Kent looks back at the shabby little diner, where Dave Powers has nervously returned to his coffee urn. And the two husky men continue to sit over their coffee at the end of the counter. What did Dave Powers have to tell Clark Kent? And why did he suddenly change his mind? We know that the cunning Professor Blessing and his henchman Froggy are involved in this mystery. But how? This is the beginning of a new and exciting story, fellows and girls. And Superman goes into action tomorrow in an amazing situation. So don't fail to be with us then. Be sure to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is the copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. You know, gang, one word leads to another. 
I like the way that those toasty words, crisp, crunchy, crinkly, lead you right on to crumbles, Kellogg's crumbles. It's a toasty and, and sweet and mellow rich on a frosty morning. It's the only cereal in the whole wide world made in those little crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. And so good for you. Sure, Mom knows that. In fact, uh, she'd probably like to see you eat up a bowl of crumbles for breakfast tomorrow. Crisp, crunchy, crinkly, crumbles, Kellogg's crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. So, Professor Blessing and Foggy are back. I always like to see continuity between stories. And this one was clearly planned from the outset with the mission statement to break up the rackets in town and comments about how these two had been eluding police up to that point. As far as these comments are going, I'm recording them as I listen to each episode. So I will not be listening ahead, and you'll be getting my thoughts as they come to me in the coming weeks. Now, as for a bit of information about myself, I do a few podcasts on my own through Bureau 42, all of which are available in the iTunes stores as well. As a longtime listener of Adam's podcasts, when I was doing a comic book podcast pilot season, I invited Adam to come in as a guest host for the first episode of Daredevil's Advocate. That episode is still available if anyone wants to track it down and give it a listen. Recently, Adam invited me to help out over here for a bit, and I'm happy to do so, so I'll be hosting this and the next serial. With the exception of today's episode, I'll be sticking to Adam's usual format with commentary before the Sunday episode and after the Wednesday episode only. Feedback can always be sent to adam at adamsweb.us. Reviews on iTunes are always appreciated as they greatly help the visibility of the show, as are monthly votes on Podcast Alley. And don't forget to check out Adam's other shows, including The War and The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. So please join us again on Wednesday for The Phony Restaurant Racket, Part 2. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.